This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's get real. None of us like feeling as if the only way to sell our products or our creations or our writing is to be fake and inauthentic. None of us want that. So when I met our guest today and we started having a conversation about what it took to have an authentic presence on social media that really did result in paying customers, connections, and us reaching our goals, I knew I had to have our guest on the show. Today's guest is Maria Benz, and she brings it as far as some really clear ideas of authentic ways you can show up in your life and in your business online that will not only allow you to reach the goals you have for either getting new clients or customers, but will allow you to feel good while you do it. So you don't have to feel all sorts of slimy because I know none of us want to do. So go do what you do while you listen and let's jump on in. Hello, hello, Maria. I'm so glad that you are here today. Would you tell my awesome people a little bit about you and what you do and what brings you joy in life? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Mentioned this to you a little bit earlier, but I'm typically the interviewer for the podcast, so it's nice to be on the other side. <laughs> so my name is Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, which is a digital marketing company. And we work primarily with service-based businesses, and we help them basically grow their revenue using online strategies. So mm-hmm. we typically start with websites, making sure their website message is clear, that they are able to be found on Google. Then we move into social media, making sure that their message coincides from social to their website. Mm -hmm. And then we move on to like email and PR. Those are our main topics. But um, what brings me joy in life? That is such a good question. I feel like, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like where I am in life right now, I feel like it's a kind of where I've always wanted to be to kind of have like my own thing going on so that I have the opportunity to like play with my son if I want to, or the opportunity to kind of schedule my time as I want to and kind of have that freedom, Mm. I guess. Yeah. So having created the life and business in turn that you always wanted that allows you to kind of live out your like creativity and your strategicness Mm -hmm. also allows you that flexibility to be with your people when you want to be with them without having to be like hey boss like can I like go like hug my kid right now yeah yeah and it's nice too because I was always the employee that I feel like I never wanted to take time off I never wanted to call in sick if I had a mild fever I'd still go into work because I like I don't know. I wanted to put my best foot forward, but you know, it took a toll on me a little bit, but now it's just so awesome to have that flexibility and freedom, which. Yeah. So I know you and I were talking a little bit before we pushed record about, 
your journey because your journey wouldn't necessarily be the one that everybody kind of imagined. So can you tell people where did you start? Like what did you go to school for? And did you ever imagine that this is where you would end up? Yes. So I went to school in LA at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and my major was visual communication. So I knew I wanted to do something, you know, in the communications field. I was a very creative person, but I knew I didn't want to do something like fashion design. But I chose FITM to go there because it was a very creative school. And like what the things that we were taught, it was primarily based around like the fashion or entertainment industry, which Mm -hmm. I was interested in. But when we were going to school, our degree was primarily like half of it was hands-on stuff. So like the visual merchandising aspect and like building with their hands and creating scenes and projects Mm -hmm. um, with our hands. And then the other half of it was learning like Photoshop and learning the digital side of design. So they did a great job of kind of combining both, but I was a little bit confused of what I wanted to do, but I loved creating with my hands. So Mm -hmm. moving on from there, I ended up going into visual merchandising at first and I worked with Macy's and basically visual merchandising are the people who make the store look very pretty. Like we dressed all the mannequins, we created all the window displays, which mm. was so much fun. But, and it was a great job. Um, I think like before I got married and before I really like went out on my own, but once I did go out on my own and got married, I had to pay the bills and that job, although it was great and fun, like it didn't pay that well, like, you know, for the lifestyle that we wanted, especially living out in Southern California. <laughs> it's a little. For those of you who don't live here is super expensive. Like I live here still <laughs> and you don't, but we'll probably get to that. But yeah, tiny, tiny houses that are a million dollars. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. Yeah, like my like off topic a little bit. My my parents came to visit us recently, and they saw the house that we're living in for the first time. And here it costs like two forty, two thirty, no, two fifty, maybe two forty, two fifty. They're like, this is literally this would be a million dollar house from my hometown. I'm like, I know it's insane. That's why I moved. (laughs) But anyways, so very expensive. So at the time, I had my own little like fashion blog. And it was doing pretty well at the time. This was back when blogging wasn't as huge as it is now. This was 2013, 2014, something like that. This was like a while back. But I had, you know, great page views monthly and I loved doing it. I loved writing and even Instagram wasn't even like a thing at that time. But I was just having good luck and I really, really enjoyed doing it. So my mom was the one that kind of pushed me. She's like, well, why don't you look into marketing? And she's like, you kind of like have a degree in it. She's like, not fully, but you kind of do. And I was like, marketing. I was like, but I have no experience in marketing. Um, I do want to say I did have a marketing internship before I graduated, but Mm -hmm. I ended up going to the visual merchandising route. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I like really had no experience. I was like, I don't know about that. I was like, yeah, yeah. But then she started sending me links (laughs) to like jobs Mm -hmm. and I was like seeing the salaries. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like double what I was making at visual merchandising. So I was like, well, it wouldn't hurt to at least try an interview. Mm -hmm. But I honestly did not think I was going to get anything because like I, I was young. I barely had any experience, but Mm -hmm. I did love it. So 
one of the first interviews that I got, I created like a portfolio with my blog, <laughs> with all the analytics and like, you know, where I grew to it and stuff like that. Cause I wanted to show them that I might not have that like professional experience, but yeah. I wanted to show them that I kind of knew what I was doing. And it was for like a marketing assistant position. And I ended up going like through three rounds of interviews and then Later, I found out it was down to me and someone else, and that someone else had, like, a four-year marketing degree, had, like, years of experience. Wow. Yeah, and they ended up choosing me because I was so passionate and just so excited about it, and Mm. yeah, (laughs) so... love that just, like, believing in yourself and, like, doing the work, like, you weren't just, like, you know, wishing on a prayer sort of Mm -hmm, thing. mm Mm-hmm. But you were like doing the work, you were putting together like a display of what you did know, but also owning that there were things you didn't, which I think for any of us that are wanting to be hired or it's so important to know what you know and what you don't know, because I think we get scared to say we don't know things. And I would say my experience and as well as my coaching clients experiences, the more we can with intention, say what we don't know, the more it really does open doors because people are like, oh, she knows she doesn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. Because I can teach her that or I don't need that. So it's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No. And I think you're exactly right. Cause I was like, I know I don't know this, this, and this, but I'm so open to learning. I'm a fast learner. So I think that really differentiated (laughs) me from that other person. And I was super exciting and I love marketing like, to this day. And with that company, oh, you have a digital market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Otherwise, but- it becomes a different interview. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. that. <laughs> no, so I think that really made me stand out because even now, as I'm going on and hiring, like, I am looking for the personality aspect, right? Of who am I able to work with? Who's going to be excited to be here every single day? And like I mentioned before, I was the type of employee, like I never wanted to take off. I was always like trying to give my best effort. So I feel like, you know, it was a win for them. And then with that company, I was able to grow with them. Then I ended up being a marketing manager. And I had in the time of like how I started my side hustle, I started my company as like a side hustle in addition to that full-time job. And so I had friends who were starting their own businesses and they started asking me for marketing and advice. And I started kind of coaching them through a little bit for free. And then eventually I was like, you know what? Like I I should get paid for this. I should turn this into something. So I did. I, I made my own little website, made my own little business cards and brochures and I went to networking events and that's how I got my first client was through networking events. And then it kind of just through referrals and it kind of grew from that. But yeah. And then eventually I was able to, go into it full time about after about like a year and a half. That's so exciting. That's so, so exciting. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today, because I get this question all the time and I do it in my life, but it's not my area of expertise per se. I mean, I live it out. So I know a lot about it, but (laughs) is this idea of like authentically being on the social medias? So I would love if you could summarize, like, why, you know, a person, like a lot of people listening are more in the creative realm, why and 
they might want to utilize social media and then how might they do that in a way that like is really authentic and intentional? Yeah, that's a great question. So I know, I think putting yourself out on social media could be very, very scary, especially if you're not doing it all the time. And it could be very intimidating and like, because you have to be almost like vulnerable, right? And then especially if you're creative or even like any person in general, you might be stuck with thinking like, oh, what are people going to think of me? Or like the people that, you know, I went to high school with or whatever, they could be like, who does she think she is? And I was totally there Mm. a year ago. I, if like, if you went on my like Instagram, that's like my primary social space that I'm on. But if you went on my Instagram, you probably would not really know what I do. If you went on it probably a year, year and a half ago, because I didn't post really anything on my social media. It was just like family life, just, you know, just my personal stuff, but I'm working in marketing. Obviously I know how important it is. And I was kind of like, if I'm recommending this. I'm doing this for other people. I know how powerful it is and I want to grow and scale my business. I need to do this. Yeah. And I definitely was stuck with thoughts of like, what are people going to think? You know, all this stuff, but little by little, little by little. How did you shift those thoughts? Because I just knew the result Mm -hmm. was more important than what people thought of me. Like Mm. if my goal was to grow my business, like who cares what those people think? Because they're not they're not buying from me or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say like, I'm only doing it for the money or something, but they're not like my target audience Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, not doing, I mean, they're just living their life. Like who cares? Like the results and my goals were more important than me not doing anything because I'm scared of what people thought of me. And I did start very like easing into a, into it. Like I started, I would not, I hated showing my face on my social media, like on my stories. And it's funny because now I'm like always on there. But so I would start with like pointing the camera um, forward. So you couldn't see me, but I would just start talking, right? Little by little. And then so the very first time I did post something with my face and actually like talking, I pre-recorded it, made sure that, you know, I like liked what it is. I didn't post it until like an hour later because I wanted to like, I don't know, feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. As funny as that sounds. <laughs> but I ended up posting For it. sure a thing that a lot of us face. Yeah. Um, and no, it's true. And I, and I like, I run into it every single, not every single day, but every time I talk to it with people and where if they're in an industry that I know Instagram could be so, so valuable and posting on stories because posting on stories it really allows people to connect with you, allows them to know, get to know who you are. They get to know who, like, if they like you, if they know you, and then they become to trust you. So it becomes so much easier to sell to people mm-hmm. when you're constantly showing up on social media. And when I speak to people that I know would do so well, or their industry does so well on Instagram, and I'm, you know, I'm like coaching them through, like, they need to post stories. Mm-hmm. The very first thing that, like, literally everyone says is, like, oh no, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want to be that person that's showing up because so and so is going to say this, or so and so is going to say that. Yeah. It's so co- such a common fear. It is. It is a common fear. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that, you know, obviously I coach people through and you coach people through is that fear and fear so often blocks us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my coaching clients will come to me for strategy and uh, we go over it and we cover it. It's not like I'm like, I refuse to do strategy. But um, what I find is that they know, like if you just 
live it authentically, you can know what you need to do. You can Google it, but it's it's the mindset component. It's the piece that's yeah. like, ugh, I don't have time for that. Well, okay, find a way to do it in the amount of time you do have. And you don't have to be on Instagram stories 25 or 7. There's people yeah. that do and that works for them. But if it yeah. doesn't work for them, then like, don't do it that way. Do it something else. Yeah. I was going to say, so I have a podcast and it's called the Marketing Mindset Podcast mm-hmm. because I truly believe that in order to have a successful business, you need first to have a great marketing strategy, but then the second biggest half is to having the right mindset because yeah. I've realized with even with myself of like when I've been able to scale my business or like talking to other entrepreneurs, the biggest piece of them like having that switch was a hundred percent mindset and that sounds so foo-foo and that sounds so crazy because you know it sounds so cliche but it's so true like once your brain has that switch mm-hmm. of what's important that you're you're capable of doing this like, magic happens <laughs> well and I mean the science of it and anyone that listens to this podcast has heard me say this before it's it's not it feels magical, but it's not magical. It's science. It's that your brain is noticing where those opportunities are because unless exactly, we train yeah. our brain to notice something, our brain doesn't naturally notice it. Um, and so we really do the purpose of mindfulness and mindset is to train those like neurotransmitters to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, whether you believe in the woo or not, <laughs> science is researched people it's a proven fact no I love that because no that's so true because once I had that mindset shift it's not like I'm like oh I want to have this many clients or make this much and it just like magically came to me but you're exactly right I started noticing opportunities where I didn't notice before I started taking Mm -hmm. chances where I would have never taken chances before yes yeah Okay, so let's say someone's listening and they're like, okay, so I'm on social media. Let's say I'm on Instagram because it's one people more of our generation hang out on. And I think Mm -hmm. it's where a lot of things are happening. Um, Although Facebook also. So, and they're like, okay, what what do I post? Because I don't want to post all the time. I don't want to live on my phone, which I think is good. Like, right? Mm -hmm. No, Um, I agree. We don't need to be getting carpal tunnel from being on our phone and neck and back pain and all the things that might come. So how might someone decide what what to post, where to how to know what to do or say on stories? Like what is like some like just key things people can keep on in mind as maybe they grow into doing this on purpose, like intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I before I get started on that, like, I feel like I had a little bit of a problem before where I was on my phone all the time and my husband's like, please be in the moment, stop taking pictures. So I recently started being very mindful of that. So mm-hmm. on weekends, like you typically won't see me on Instagram or anything like that. It's typically during the work week, during the work day is because yeah. I'm typically posting just like marketing stuff, business stuff. So yeah. I think setting intentional times when you're on it and then send being very intentional when you're off and just like not going on it um, helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But for Instagram with your feed, I feel like you can post on your feed once a week and you're fine. And I would say mm-hmm. like pre-schedule that take a day 
out of the month, mm-hmm. pick, you know, four pictures that you want to post, edit them, write your captions. And I use an app called Unum. It's U-N-U-M. And you preload your pictures, preload your captions so that when you are ready to post, because yeah. on Instagram, they don't let you schedule in advance for it to automatically post by itself, but you preload it. And then you, you know, when it's time to post, you just click two buttons and it posts onto your Instagram and it takes you like one day a month. I typically do my content calendars like a month in advance. Mm -hmm. You can do more if you want to, but at least four times a month. For your stories, I would suggest getting on there as much as you can. And I understand if you're not on it all the time, that might be scary. So at least start once a week, twice a week, three times a week. Mm -hmm. You know, you start easing your way into it. And then once you've been doing it for a few months, then you'll, you'll know what to post and, you know, you'll get creative and inspired of, you know, the way you do the video and then the way you add the filter and the music and make it look all nice and pretty. But for Mm -hmm. stories, there's a few things that I want to share to post. So you kind of like kind of rotate through Mm -hmm. um, things. So there's Four things that I always recommend to post. So one is like behind the scenes, like how does your life look like? That makes it really personal. People get to like really know you, who you are, what your life is. And then so I'm talking, so I'm like, I work with service-based businesses and for people who are trying to sell online. So this works, you know, well for that, but share tips, share some sort of knowledge so people can get to know you and your kind of authority behind it. So for me, for example, I'll be posting, you know, tips on how to, I don't know, some, how to use SEO on your website, how to like break that down easily. And I'll have like a little mini training, you know, and I try to do something like once a week on that to just showcase people and give value back to them. And so that they can easily apply something into their life and it worked for them. Yeah. So, yeah. And like for, okay. So like if somebody's out there and they're like, but I don't have tips, like I'm an artist or whatever. So some of the things that my people have found mm-hmm. to do might be, let's say um, you do calligraphy. So then you can talk to people about like, oh, like I have just found, I really love this pen. That's a tip. Maybe somebody that is going to hire you. Yes, they're going to still hire you and buy your lettering or whatever, but maybe they're still curious about calligraphy and knowing more about it. So that's a tip. Or um, I follow a photographer and she did this whole series about like prepping for whatever type of photos. I think there's like a family. So like, how do you get your family ready for good family photos? Like make sure they t- eat food, make sure, you know, like, so she did those types of tips. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can think outside the box, even if you're like um, a musician or, mm-hmm. or an artist, it can be like tips about how do you like foster creativity? So it doesn't have to be like in the box. It's yeah, it's bigger than you think it is. I love that. And you can always like think about like what question is, is your audience having or is there common questions that your audience is asking you mm-hmm. and, you know, showcasing that and show even like for the calligraphy of if you're, you know, found a new way to write something and you found some sort of hack or something like share mm-hmm. that out. 
Yeah. But the next two things is one of testimonials. So if people work with you, testimonials either, even if like screenshotting of some, like someone texting you like, oh my gosh, I love this website. It looks so great. Mm-hmm. Screenshotting that. Or you can have official testimonials where you can like add in a graphic. But, you know, something that showcase your client talking about you. Yeah. And then the fourth thing is kind of the results of working with you. So for, so like, say for someone like me, I can maybe post like a website design preview. Like this is my work. This is what we did for a client. If you're a photographer, you can post, you know, the family shoot that you just did and how it's edited for calligraphy. If your sign was like in a wedding or something like that, you can share it. So I like to rotate through those four things of the behind the scenes tips, testimonials, and um, showcasing your work, because I feel like it's a good balance of, you know, who you are, mm-hmm. the giving value, and then also showing what kind of value you can provide to other people. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Because yeah, we can get all of us, like I'm pretty active on stories and still sometimes I have to take breaks because I get so overwhelmed. And when I say break, I mean like two days. <laughs> well, like, I mean like intentionally taking two days, not yeah, like just yeah. forgetting about it. Because I think sometimes you can go, oh gosh, I got to be on my phone. I got to story this. I have to be this. And it's like, okay, most of the time people are going to watch all of that. They want to see you and they want to see your face. But if There's very few people. There's like three people I follow and I don't know them a lot. They've been on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. um, I know them well enough. I do love watching their stories and I will watch as many screens as they put up and or my favorite clothing brand, Mm -hmm. uh, GLA. Anybody else who loves them? I am one of them. (laughs) Anyways, um, but I will watch they story constantly and I will watch all of those stories. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I see a new story of theirs is up. I am watching it. But everybody else, I'm usually at a, like a six slide story. Yeah. yeah. In, like a 24 hour period. And then I'm like, I don't need to see any more of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Remembering it doesn't have to be on Instagram stories. If you've posted so many, it goes from like one thing to dots. Mm-hmm. How many stories is that? Like so that- every dot is a story. Ah, so like if you start getting lots of dots, like, yeah, maybe. You can calm down. No, calm it down. <laughs> and for stories too, like I'm not going to lie, I, I don't pre-plan, like I don't pre-record my stories, but I do pre-plan of like based on what I want to, if I have a launch going on or if I'm trying to sell something specifically that I'll post more about it and I'll be intentional of writing down, okay, this day my behind the scenes is my work day of blah, blah, blah. This day, my tips is about a website. This day, my testimonial is about a website. The results is about a website because I'm trying to sell some websites. You know what I'm saying? So like I do kind of pre-plan of, and sometimes it is in the moment. I don't want to say I pre-plan everything, but I do like having a structure and it kind of gives you just ideas Mm -hmm. and where you don't have to like think of something new every single day. Yeah. That's, I mean, that intentionality is huge. And you can be creative with intentional movement. Um, I think, you know, I get a lot of questions like, how do I do this without like losing my inspiredness or that freedom? And I'm like, well, then post when you want to. Yeah. But have yeah. like a batch of things you might post. So like, yeah, 
for me, like I, it's funny because people will be like, oh, I saw your post yesterday. And like, I'll be honest, I don't always know what post it was because <laughs> I'm like, but I wrote that six weeks ago. Um, uh, so <laughs> I try to look at it every day and obviously like engage with my comments and all, all of that. But if it was just, you know, I have three kids. And so some days if I'm more on my mommy time than my work time, I'm like, well, what did I post yesterday? And then because it's Instagram, it will be a post from like three weeks before. They're like, oh, I saw the one in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, uh, because of like the way they show it on the timeline. <laughs> like the, oh, okay. So just know that people are watching, they're looking, they're noticing, and it doesn't have to be all the time and all the things. It mm-hmm. just, People want to know you and what you do and what you make and who you are. Yeah. So there is that. (laughs) Okay. We could talk all the day long about this because you are, you have a podcast about it. So (laughs) so before we do our last three questions, I wanted to ask where, yeah, where can people find you? What's your podcast? Like, let us know where we can come hang out with you. Yes. So I am primarily on Instagram. So my name is Maria Bentz, but I spell my name with a Y. So it's M-A-R-I-Y-A-B-E-N-T-Z. And my podcast is called the Marketing Mindset Podcast. And you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the podcast places. But those are my two main spaces online that I'm always on. I'm on Instagram stories pretty much every day during the weekday. And I have a podcast come out every Monday. Awesome. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay. So when I remember, I ask people (laughs) these three questions. So what is something that you've learned today? Great. There's certain questions I know you get asked and all of a sudden like everything in your brain is just gone. I'm just like, oh, I'm stuck. So something that I learned today. It's a great question. Very, very <laughs> tiny. We, we're always learning. I know. I, I actually, this is totally off topic, but before my son goes to bed every single day, um, I always ask him a few, like a series of four questions. And that's one of the questions I ask him every day. I'm like, what did you learn today? And he's always like, I don't know. I'm like, no, but remember we did this, this and that. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Or yesterday. I'm trying to, I, I, this is super random, but I was watching this girl's Instagram stories today, but she was teaching us about yogurt and how certain like activated cultures in it is like better for certain things and how certain brands are not as good for you as compared to other brands. So I guess that's something that I learned. There you go. That <laughs> is going to be so happy. Yes, that happiness dance over here for any of you that can't see me. Um, so your <laughs> yes, guts. Her, be thing, so her Instagram story, yes, was all about guts. So yes. there you go. You, <laughs> you learned about your gut and how you're going to make it do a happy dance. Okay, what is something that made you laugh today? I think probably my son. I spent a good amount of time playing with him this morning, and he's always very silly, and he like. He wants to be funny. He's always like, hey, mom, was that funny? Am I funny? I'm funny, right? (laughs) So, yeah. Awesome. And who did you actively love today? Probably my son because I was very intentional with our playtime today. I was like, I'm setting out like a few hours. We're playing cars. We're reading books. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, for anyone 
who would love to continue this conversation, I would love it if you come hang out with us in the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook community. That's a great place. We will be continuing our conversation about authentic social media and how to use that in your creative action or your creative business. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great and on purpose day. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving The Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.